Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Now, you can always find out more about my work as an intuitive and teacher at karenhager.com. And if you like podcasts and puppies and puzzles and alliteration, you can follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram for glimpses into all the many things that I'm up to. Now, some of you know a little bit of my story and know that my existence in my physical body has been kind of a wonderful, hilarious, what the heck just happened sort of thing. And so when I got the opportunity to connect with my guest today, Raven Keys, I was really interested in a chance to, to talk to her. So she is an expert in medical Reiki. There's that thing that happens when we're healing. And I think doctors know this and surgeons know this. And we certainly as just people know this, that there's something more happening that contributes to our healing, but often we don't know what that is, what that something more is. So Raven's here today to help us understand how this practice, medical Reiki, can help activate the body's natural ability to heal itself while it restores energy that can be lost when you are ill or injured or in the presence of chronic disease. Are you ready to meet her? Raven Keys is an internationally recognized Reiki master teacher who's worked with surgeons and other health professionals for many years. She's the author of the award-winning book, The Healing Power of Reiki, and she was named Best Reiki Master in New York by New York Magazine. She's the founder of Medical Reiki International, and her new book is Medical Reiki, a groundbreaking approach to using energy medicine for challenging treatments. To find out more about Raven and her work, please check out ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com. Her name is Raven Keys, K-E-Y-E-S, medicalreiki.com. Raven, welcome to Out of the Fog. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me to speak with you. I'm very, <laughs> very happy. Good. I'm glad you're here. So let's, let's dive into that something more. What is energy healing? What is Reiki? Do those things mean the same? Yes, they do. Um, Reiki is energy medicine. Uh, the word Reiki is actually a generic name. It means spirit. Um, well, in, in the big picture of Reiki internationally, the word Reiki is generally described as universal life force energy. And um, it's in everything. It's in everything all around us. It's what makes life. It restores. It's the essence of what created everything. And so therefore, um, it, it's, it's phenomenal for it to come into medicine. The really brilliant surgeons know that there's the other thing. They don't know what it is, um, but they're starting to find out because of bringing this work forward into medicine with a focus on surgery. Um, it's amazing what it can do. The first thing that it does is that it activates the parasympathetic nervous system in the brain, which means that the um, fight or flight um, hormones are not happening anymore. And it happens instantaneously, which is so 
phenomenal. Like when a, a Reiki practitioner or a medical Reiki master is in the operating room, all we do, we, we don't move around, we stay in one place. All we ever have to do is rub our hands together and, and, and become the hollow bone or the hollow reed or however you want to say that. Our job is to be empty and let the energy come from the universe. And um, we, we all work with spiritual beings of different ilks. Like um, in my training, when I, well, I train Reiki, Reiki practitioners, but for the past um, years now, since like 2016, the whole focus of my life has been training Reiki masters in how to um, work in medicine as part of a surgical team. And, um, and in any other uh, medical venue where people have the um, possibility of experiencing trauma, which is pretty much everywhere. Yes. So, um, but the first thing that happens in a training is that the, the Reiki masters meet what I call an angel. It could, it could appear as anything, but the fact is when we're working in, in an operating room, it's nobody has time to explain anything to you. You're like a, um, a, an aside, you know, oh, and then there's the, the medical Reiki master. Mo most people don't know even what we do, but they feel it. And that's the other thing. It's mm. the energy and um, the angels. Well, I work with the Archangel Gabriel since the beginning of my Reiki practice. And um, Archangel Gabriel has explained to me that what we're doing is we are manifesting through our, our attunements to these um, symbols. We are actually manifesting the formula of Einstein, E equals MC squared, because we're bringing energy down from the universe and everything is energy. So we're bringing that universal energy that makes everything down into, into, through our hands, into matter, a, a physical being, you know, a person, a, an animal, a plant, whatever we're working on, we're bringing it into matter. And there's a symbol that we use that makes it vibrate into universal consciousness. Um, so the cells recognize or remember their own divinity when Reiki is pr present. And wow. Okay. So, wow. And I'm hearing you say, and I know from reading the book, so the book is medical Reiki that you go and people you've trained go into operating rooms while people are having surgery. I've had a lot of surgery, Raven. I can't imagine a doctor or a surgeon letting a spiritual helper into the room. How do you get how do you get in there? Well, I've been very blessed in that I, um, all of my life has come out of the fact that I live in New York City. And um, uh, for whatever reason, I, I, I've been just blessed. I feel like it was destiny. I never wanted to work in an operating room. I never wanted to go into a hospital. It's not anything that I ever imagined myself doing. And I was terrified really a lot of times about being invited into these situations, but I was invited into these situations by rock star doctors, you know, surgeons with 
international reputations. And the fact is, uh, a little secret is, in America, um, in particular, surgeons make the most money for hospitals. They are king and queens of kings and queens of what goes on in, in a hospital. So in my case, nobody ever asked me a question that was outside the realm of the, the room I was in. Nobody ever, ever said to me, oh, well, we want you to fill out these papers or show us this, that, or the other. No, um, in, the, in the operating room, just to use an analogy, uh, uh, the lead surgeon is God. The anesthesia is Jesus Christ and everybody else is a disciple. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just an example because, you know, Reiki is not religious at all. It has no religious connotations whatsoever. But you could say that, um, I, I, like I say, you know, if somebody asks me, do you believe in God? I'll say yes. Because to me, God is geometric order of divinity. It has nothing to do with religion. So anyway, the surgeons that have invited me to work with them um, have are scientists. They wanted to know, what is this? What is the other thing? What is going to happen if they have this happening in their operating room? What's going to go on? How is this going to affect the patient? Are they going to get better quicker? Are they, what's going to happen? And what they've noticed is that the surgery goes so easily. Everybody is having a much better experience. The whole team is having a much better experience than usual. The time goes by fast. They, they, um, and, and, and the, the person on the table, their um, blood pressure remains steady, which is a very big deal. And uh, they heal faster. They don't need pain meds after a couple of days, even if they had major surgery. It's unbelievable. So, of course, that's what they want to have happen for their patients. It makes them look like geniuses, you know, <laughs> because everybody notices in the whole, the the person's whole family. It's like, wow, you know, um, they got better and just so fast and didn't have to take anything besides an aspirin two days after like my specialty has actually become breast cancer surgery. Uh, Two days after bilateral mastectomy, you know, uh, it's, um, does that answer the question? No, it does. And what I'm hearing you say, and this is, I think this is an important thing about healing in general. From a place of power with curiosity engaged, healing happens. So the surgeons from that place of power, you from your place of power as a channel for healing force, curiosity is engaged. I wonder what'll happen. I wonder how the person will feel and healing happens. And so, yeah, I think that's, that's beautiful. That kind of curiosity is mm, not always present in the experience that most of us have in like traditional medicine. And I know that in your book, you talk about, you've got forms people can fill out and give to their practitioners. There's all kinds of information ways for patients to advocate for our listeners. If the listener is interested in having a Reiki master present during a procedure that they're going to have, how can they start to talk about this with their doctor? Well, my that's a good question. It's really on a case by case basis, I, I feel, but 
I have these books, like the, that book, um, the, my last book, Medical Reiki, it's endorsed by um, Bernie, Dr. Bernie Siegel, who is a, you know, every surgeon knows who he is. He was a trailblazer in bringing love and, and other forms of healing into surgery and, because he is a surgeon. And then Dr. Sheldon Mark Feldman wrote the foreword for my book. And so he is a revered breast cancer surgeon. Um, and so you can start there. Like there are, are things out there that you can use that the medical Reiki book has a whole chapter that's um, written to doctors. It's an open letter to them explaining that um, I and we understand the difficulty that they um, operate under literally. And, and and it's, it's, it's really a lot. And the thing is, they don't have time to do what I do, and nor should they be doing what I do. They have to, they're, they're um, mechanical people. As Dr. Feldman has said himself, I am a mechanic. That's what he says about himself. Mm -hmm. And I want somebody else to take care of my patient because the fact is there's nobody yeah. in the room to take care of the patient. That is a fact. There's mm -hmm. nobody in a surgical situation to take care of the patient. And what doctor wouldn't want somebody to take care of their patient? Right. And it's true that some doctors become very jaded or they, they have to become hardened because how many times can you listen to some a person just having a complete meltdown in front of you because you just told them they have cancer for as, as an example. And, and Dr. Feldman has been overjoyed that he could say, listen, I know this is hard call Raven, just call her. And then, you know, I've been really blessed to have a, a surgeon feel that way about me that I could take care of his patients in the ways that he cannot do it. His job is completely different. So, you know, I feel that if you want to have this happen, first of all, not to, you know, push anybody to anything, but there's so much information in my book. There are forms in there. There are, you know, testimonials from doctors. There are so many things that can be used in that one book. And, um, and, and, and I, I just, it's overwhelming because every single um, doctor is unique and they've had their own experiences. And sometimes they've had their hearts ripped out, you know, and they cannot, like they cannot handle the um, emotions that people are experiencing in their presence over time, they get secondary um, tra traumatic issues, mm -hmm. uh, you know, from secondary trauma, and they burn out, you know, it's just a lot. So the fact of the matter is, the embracing medical Reiki for, uh, by medical professionals is so sensible for them. It's so sensible for them. And the word has to get out. So if anybody wants to have a medical Reiki master in their surgery, first of all, they can get in touch with my company 
through going through the website, there's a way to um, send us word. Oh, I'm having an X, Y, or Z surgery and I want somebody. We can hook you, uh, we can connect people to a medical Reiki master that's certified and trained for this work. And somebody should be trained for this work. They shouldn't just imagine that anybody's going to walk into an operating room because they're not going to allow it. Um, it's, it's just a, a great service that I've been providing to train all these people. I was asked to do this by the Archangel Gabriel. I was not planning on doing this either, but it was like, this has to happen. This has to happen. And the fact is it right now, the world is, is so filled with chaos and so much grief and, um, the angels say, you know, this is a way for the human race to actually be brought into balance because this is the world of medicine and it's revered and all these doctors and their white coats and everything. And um, it's revered. So to bring uh, this whole Reiki into medicine is, is phenomenal because we're dealing with people that wouldn't come nor normally wouldn't come looking for us like a whole surgical team. Right. You know, and then they come up to me at the end and go, what were you doing with wonder in their eyes? I never felt anything like this in an operating room or before ever. And, you know, I have doctors, I have operating room nurses, I have all kinds of medical people that are um, taking, you know, becoming Reiki masters and then becoming medical Reiki masters. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Raven Keys. Her new book is Medical Reiki, a groundbreaking approach to using energy medicine for challenging treatments. I'm interested because healing, obviously you know this, but healing is a is a long process and it's happening. I believe healing is happening always at some level of our life all, all the time. And you were talking about working with the angels and about uh, bringing a spiritual presence into the places where mechanical procedures are, are happening. Do we all as individuals also have spiritual helpers with us to help facilitate our healing? Yes. The thing is, um, everybody has a guardian angel. It's impossible to not have one. It's an absolute across the board. There's a, um, a, an author named Lorna Byrne, and she's from Ireland. And um, her, her, she wrote um, Angels in My Hair. From the time she was a child, she has always seen angels around everybody. And she, I, I got to hear her speak once at St. John the Divine in New York City. And she said, you know, it's intimidating as all get out and very distracting for her to walk through a, um, an airport because there are so many angels that it's overwhelming and all this light and everything that she can see. But um, yes, the thing about, about it is this, you have to ask an angel to help you. You have to ask, you know, say, call to your guardian angel. You may or may not know who it is. Um, there are ways to find out. I think um, there are meditations in which you can meet your angel. Um, but the thing is, you they have to be asked. It's a law in the universe. Nobody, like we as Reiki practitioners, we cannot work on anybody who doesn't ask for our help. It's just not done. It's a, a law in the universe because you can't under, 
you can't interfere with somebody's process. It's a sacred thing, a private thing, a thing that must never, it's a boundary that you don't cross. And um, so if any person can ask their guardian angel to assist them, and they definitely will, and the angels can do anything, but they have to be asked. And there was a movie, I'll forget what the name of it was, but in the movie that um, Meg Ryan has this terrible um, accident and her guardian angel is in the, in the, um, in the emergency room with her. And, mm -hmm. and you see their whole place is filled with angels and they're all sitting next to the beds of the people. And that's how it really actually is. And, but they can't do anything unless they're asked. The only time an angel could really um, do something without your permission is if you happen to fall off the side of a, a mountain, for example, and it's not your time to go. You have more stuff to do. In that case, and we hear stories about this. I have a client right now who was in a terrific accident and the, the car, she was at like a, a truck was coming right towards her. There was nowhere for her to go. It was a big um, event. The entire car was completely crashed and into smithereens mm. and she walked out. Nobody could believe it. The team, the EMTs, it, it, and she experienced her angel saving her life wow. because she had to go on and win the Carnegie. Like, she has a lot of work to do in the world. Wow. So I'm feeling like you're saying that, that we are all tapped into this flow of universal energy. We're all part of it, all with our own path to walk yep. and our own part to play. And that if we ask again, I think it's like from our power, we engage with curiosity. If we ask, there's help available Yes, for someone listening who maybe isn't having surgery, but is dealing with injury, chronic illness, anything. What are, you share a lot of exercises in the book that help open us to our own healing. What might you recommend for someone listening? Who's wondering, how can I start this healing process for myself? Well, you could study Reiki. <laughs> the thing about the, you know, uh, this is my whole, the center of my entire life sure. is Reiki because I've seen what it can do with my own eyes. And, um, you know, we have people who have come to Reiki because they received Reiki when they were, were ill or had X, Y, or Z wrong with them. And the, the, the results were so tremendous that they decided I have to learn how to do this too. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just pray and you can start um, writing. Uh, I, I really love to do this. You can start writing um, in a journal, just ask questions or, you know, start to um, connect with your angel that way or your guardians or guides. Um, a lot of people can end up coming, but it's very important to put yourself in um, a protective shield of, of, of light so, because there are a lot of um, energies that you don't want to have in your energy field. So um, when you do Reiki, Reiki's automatically protected. It's just, that's the way it is. It comes from the highest source in the universe and it's pure love. It's unconditional, pure love. It, uh, Reiki cannot be abused. 
E equals MC squared was the great sorrow of um, Einstein's life was that it was used to create the atomic bomb. Hmm. Reiki has as much energy, as much power as that and more, just like the atomic bomb, but it can never, ever, ever be abused because it's pure love and it's the creative force of the universe. So if you... Um, if you are in a place, then you want to work on your own healing. I just recommend, um, you know, if you, if Reiki doesn't resonate for you and you just do want to um, go through this journey yourself, it, that might be what you're being called to do, by the way. If that's in your heart, then that's what you do. Then there are things you can do. Meditate, try to, you know, find out who is working with you. And always put yourself in a shield of light. And um, you can do that in various and sundry ways. Um, there's a prayer that we give to all of our med medical Reiki students. I command you, goddess, to pray, or you could say, God, put me in a bubble of unconditional pure love from the fifth dimension, pre preventing any and all negative energies or fractals thereof in all dimensions through time and space from coming near me. I am safe. I am, he I am safe. I am kept, you, you know, you can make up your own, own words. The, it's the intention that you are not going to, I, I say all the time, only the highest of spiritual beings of infinite light and unconditional love are ever allowed to work with me. And I say it three times. And then I'll say, and since it has been stated three times, it is so, it is so, it is so thank you. Hmm. Yeah. It seems to me that a lot of the, the issues that we have, whether those are our health issues or other issues in the world, a lot of those issues are amplified when we are out of balance energetically, when we don't yes. have good boundaries. And I was, I was struck, you share in the, in the book, a story of you going into the operating room for the, for the very first time. And I was struck by your courage. Can you say a little bit maybe about how courage is an important component, not only for healers to have people who say they are healers, call themselves healers, resonate with that, but also maybe for the rest of us too, it takes courage to come back into balance, courage to protect yourself, courage to ask your angels. It does. It also takes um, something that in society, I feel that we're not taught to do. And that is to love ourselves and to realize that we are divinity, that we are the dream of some, some divinity in the universe. Uh, and I, I also really, really believe that we are the dream of our ancestors. Our ancestors dreamt of us and they are behind us. And, um, and they will lend us courage. I mean, it's such a multi-layered thing, like to, to take on healing, but we also have not been taught to really feel like we're worth, worth much. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's a over dramatization of a reality, but really, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, the ills of what's been done on this planet over time, um, Dr. Um, Bruce Lipton has proven, and this has opened my mind tremendously, that DNA is affected by what happened to our ancestors. And just the other day, I had this whole thing happen to me where 
I uh, had a wind blow through me and it showed me what it was blowing out of me. And what it was blowing out of me was horror. The horror of all that has been done on this planet by people to each other. And it was unbelievable. And then it was like, I, I was so glad that I, I could see it and that it was being taken out of me. But it's like, who on this planet exists that's in a human bloodline that has ha, isn't in a channel of ancestors that have seen some really terrifying and traumatic things, mm-hmm. if, even if they didn't experience it themselves. Mm-hmm. And we, it sounds like you're saying we carry that energetically, mm-hmm. maybe sometimes without knowing it. Yes, it's, it's in our actual DNA and we don't know it. We yeah. don't know it. And so therefore it's, it's a practice. Um, you know, I, I have this thing that I do when I feel like I need to, and I'll just start saying, and I I've taught people to do this. I just say to myself, I forgive myself unconditionally for everything in the past, present and future. And I just keep saying that over and over and something always happens Something always arises when I do this. So I will have an experience of something that is so far out of the, my TikTok world in this lifetime that it's astounding. And I know that I just healed something mm-hmm. for a, an ancestor or in my ancestral line. And the thing is, the more we heal ourselves, the more we heal the past. And I believe that the more we heal ourselves and the more we heal our past, the more we're going to create a better future because, you know, think of all the people carrying all this trauma in their DNA without being aware of it, which results in emotional illness, mental illness, physical illness. And in, in Reiki itself, Mikhail Yusui said that all dis hyphen ease comes in on the spiritual in the spiritual body first. And if it's not attended to, then it makes its way down to the physical. Mm -hmm. So what is going on? Like when we're physically ill, where is that coming from? And time after time after time, what I see is people are holding emotions that maybe even happened in this lifetime. It doesn't even have to be from, you know, your ancestors or anything, but people go through so many things, emotional things that get stuck in their body. And Reiki makes it come out. That's the amazing thing about it. It's like, it's, it can't stay in there. It's this high vibration, high vibration forces out the darkness. People cry, they scream, they, they go through all kinds of things. What does it mean to hold space? You know, for myself and what I teach people is like, yes, somebody's in your arms. They, they're in your arms sobbing because you're the one person that they can talk to about all the horror of having breast cancer. You know, they can't tell other people what's going on only to a certain degree. They can't tell their beloved. They can't tell their children. They can't tell their parents. Not really, because everybody's already so upset and we want to protect people. That's a natural impulse that we have. And even if we're talking to our best friend, then we get to a place where you don't want to bring somebody's head down anymore. But guess what? If you have a medical Reiki master working with you, what do we do? We give you the opportunity to just 
let it go, rip, cry, scream, carry on, do whatever, because we're not going there with you. We're giving, we're holding you in, in the energy of pure love. And that's our job is to be hollow and just hold you and, and fill you with pure love so that you can get all that out and not let it in. Raven, when listeners go to ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com, what resources are there for them? Well, you can read about um, about what we're up to. There's a video there that's for um, Dr. Feldman and myself created a not-for-profit to raise money to do research for, of medical Reiki. Um, we're about to start a project really soon. But anyway, that's another subject. It's like, really, this is going to happen. The angels <laughs> say this has to happen and it's going to happen. And it's going to take a while, but it's going to happen. But anyway, you can read um, testimonials. You can find out what classes are coming up. Um, yeah, all kinds of things. All kinds of good stuff there. Raven, thank you for talking to me today. Oh, thank you, Karen, so much for inviting me. And um, thank you to all the listeners. That is Raven Keys. Her new book is Medical Reiki, a groundbreaking approach to using energy medicine for challenging treatments. And you can find out more at ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com. That's ravenkeys, K-E-Y-E-S, medicalreiki.com. And you're always welcome at karenhager.com. It's a good place to find out about upcoming classes and events. And you can even book a private intuitive session with me there if you are so inclined. You can follow Fog City Psychic on Instagram to get more out of the fog content, as well as more Maisie the Puppy looking especially adorable. She is adorable, don't you think? At, or mischievous or naughty, depending on whatever mood that takes her. You can probably also see what I'm knitting and what jigsaw puzzle I'm working on at the moment. That's Fog City Psychic on Instagram. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. <laughs>